Hello and welcome back to the UFO and Aliens podcast. I'm your host, Rick Black, and this is episode 25. When I started this eight months ago, I was looking for the truth, and what has happened so far is that I'm actually more skeptical than when I started. I do believe that some of these cases are really intriguing. I can't explain them. Nobody has debunked them. Then there are all the hoaxes. Because of all the people out there that have too much free time on their hands that create these UFO hoaxes, that makes it impossible for me to believe any case unless you have absolute solid evidence. So far, I haven't seen that evidence. So the best UFO case to me would be a question mark. A mystery. But not definitely an alien or UFO. Just unexplained. Some of the witnesses seem very much to be telling the truth about their experiences. But just because some witnesses are positive that they've seen a UFO, it doesn't mean that it was a UFO. So for now, I'll keep looking. There is absolutely no shortage of UFO stories out there for me to look into. I probably should do a couple of more stories on alien abductions. I'm enjoying making this podcast, and I'm glad you're listening. If you have a minute, send me an email and tell me what you think. My email is ufoandalienpodcast at gmail.com. I put that in the description also. I would love to hear from you. Today's case is from Poland, so I'm not even going to try to pronounce the names of the witnesses. Which is okay, I guess, because they both requested anonymity. I'll do my best with the town names. So these two men, one was 65 and the other 60, were driving home from a wedding party. It was Sunday, January 8th, 2006, just after noon. Now I'm thinking that the wedding had to be the day before, because what wedding is over that early? But then, one of the men was still tipsy. I don't know why I'm still stuck on this wedding, but that's the thing. If it doesn't sound right, then how can I believe it? Every detail has to pass the smell test. And I'm already thinking, there's something hokey about this story, and we just started. Anyway, the two are driving home. One is a little tipsy, not the driver, the other one. An important part of this case, according to the Nautilus Foundation, who did the investigation, was the fact that the passenger had a still camera with him. It was a very good camera, again, according to Nautilus. It was an Olympus. Now, I don't know anything about cameras, but when you say very good camera, Olympus isn't the first name brand that pops into mind. But like I said, I'm not a camera expert. It could be the best camera. I don't know. It does factor heavily for me in this story. You'll see. He was using the camera to take pictures of dancing couples at the wedding. They're driving along, and they approach the so-called black spot. It is called the black spot because of the number of tragic car accidents that happen in the exact spot. The spot is located at the International European Route E30, 10 kilometers behind the city of Shodotsa, as one drives toward Tiraspol, about where the villages of Zdeni and Zbuchin Podunchani are located. Seeing the black spot, they slow down, and as they do, they see a large, shiny, metallic object flying across the road. The driver is convinced that some kids are playing a trick on the drivers by throwing a huge bolt through the air. But then, the car's engine stops, 
the car behind them also stops, seemingly because their engine stopped too. The second car had Russian plates, and they refer to it as a multi-passenger minibus. I'm picturing a passenger van. They claim that the engines of both vehicles stopped at the same time. Both drivers get out and open their hoods and try to restart their engines. The passenger with the Olympus camera gets out holding the camera. The way the report reads, he got out of the car and started taking pictures. It was a cloudless sky. He could see contrails in the distance, when suddenly he sees something strange moving slowly over the fields. It looked like they were in farm country, and they were next to this plowed field. There were leafless trees in the foreground, and a telephone pole with power lines strung from them. The object moving across the field is big, about two meters in diameter, and it looks like two bowls welded together at the edges. It is metallic. Sunlight is reflected from its surface. No engine can be heard. There are no fumes or spoke. But very strong wind starts blowing in gusts. It is important to note that there was no wind on this particular day. He starts taking pictures of the object. It was moving around the two cars for almost eight minutes. When the object disappeared, the engines of both cars start with no problems. So this Nautilus Foundation does an investigation on this sighting. They claim that the pictures taken were probably the best UFO photos ever taken. You know, because they were using an Olympus camera. I was curious, so I looked it up. The seven best camera brands, fall 2023 review. Canon, Sony, Nikon, Fujifilm, Panasonic, Olympus, then Pentax. Number six, Olympus did better than I expected. I tried to find some information on the Nautilus Foundation, but the only thing I found took me right back to the original report that I was using as my source. I never did find any additional information on the Nautilus Foundation, but they did an interview with the driver of the car. Here it is. They asked, So you were driving back from a wedding party? He answered, I was driving my acquaintance back home, and God knows. Something flew over me. I thought that maybe some squirts threw something over the car, you know. The car stalled. There was some Russian guy driving behind me. He also stopped with his bus. I have no idea. I got out, and there is nothing around. I looked to the other side. There was something. I don't know. I was just looking at a plane. And I won't tell you what it was. I am a mechanic. I look around and check, and everything is fine with the car. What the heck? There is no power, no lights, no nothing. He had some camera. I don't have a clue. And he says, come on, I'm going to take some pictures of you. Take them. Why not? And I was running around the car with a screwdriver. And I got scared, too, because there is this black spot over there where many people died in accidents. They asked him, what did the object look like? He answers, God knows what it was. How shall I know? Got no clue. But I know is that car stalled and the Russian bus behind me also got stopped. The Russian guy got out of his bus and was running around. They asked, so so his car went out of power too? Yep, it stalled too. We were both standing. Maybe half an hour we were walking around. I had a look at the engine. There was no power at all. After all, I'm a mechanic. 
so I know if an engine can stop abruptly or not. Some half an hour, I don't know. Maybe it was half an hour. I turned the ignition key and the car started. I got goosebumps. I say, I'm getting out of here. There are so many crosses here and lights. I don't know what's going on in there. People drive scared in this place. I have no clue. That's all. They asked, and your friend, did he? And he answers, the other guy says he absolutely doesn't agree to anything stuff. And I says, well, I can tell you what the thing I saw was, but I am not knowledgeable about these things. The interviewer said, we are so nice and friendly that if he could spare five minutes for us, he answers, I see your point, but he doesn't want, simply doesn't want. As for me, I don't care. I was driving and I know. I saw this thing. What it was, I have no clue. And they asked, okay. But did you think about this object when you saw it? He said, When I was looking, I thought that some punks must have thrown a bowl at me from a ditch over the car. It flew sort of in front of the car. I says, darn it, they don't have better things to do. I jumped out. I says, I'm going to kick your butts. But there is no one around. And the Russians stopped behind me. Other cars didn't stop. So I look, what is wrong with the car? But everything is fine. And the car started by itself. I have no idea what it was. Then they asked, did you have a close look at the object? He answered, I only saw it once up in the sky, and it was against the sun, and I cannot see very well against the sun because my eyes are damaged from welding. How shall I say? It's as if it was nickeled, twisted sheet metal. They asked, but... What did you feel then? Can you describe that moment? He answered, I got scared. Because there's crosses and lights every five meters there. Darn it, I says. People get killed here. I need to fix this scrap and drive away from this place. I was scared. They asked, Did you really see somebody throwing a bowl? He said, When I saw it, I says, Did they throw something at me or what? Is there, is there anybody really disturbing drivers? Some guy will not be careful and will hit another. But there was nobody there. No living soul. Only the gust of wind blowing. It didn't blow initially. At least I couldn't feel it in the car. I got of the, out of the car and the other guy is still tipsy after the wedding. So he keeps laughing at me. They asked. So how many of you were in the car? Two. They asked, How, have you ever seen anything like that object? Me, I saw something like that for the first time in my life. I'm saying, I got scared myself because there's this black spot there. God knows. I says, what's going on here? Every bit of the road, there is a cross with a light. And here is my wheezing car refusing to go. What happened? The Russian keeps running around his car and gets under it. I ask him what happened. Nothing. I don't know. So I don't know anything either. They did ask, did the Russian driver see the object hovering around your cars? Well, I don't know if he saw it or not. As I approached him later, he was throwing his cap in desperation, running around the car. So was I. How was I supposed to know what happened? The guy keeps shouting at me, saying he's cold, he wants to go home. But I says, look what happened. And there was a plane flying. There was a trail in the sky. It was sunny. And wind started. When I was driving the car, it was not gusting. 
and I have been a driver for many years, so I would feel the wind. Bear Field. I got scared. So many people died there. God knows. They say all sort of rubbish about strange things happening here. They asked, coming back to your car, do you know what may have caused your engine to stop? He answered, well, about the power, I know for sure, because there was nothing working in this car, and it's unlikely that the battery can charge itself within 20 minutes or half an hour. I've been a mechanic for 30 years, so I know these things. They asked, were you looking for some fault in the engine as you were standing in the road? He says, I was going around looking everywhere. And they asked, didn't you think the object was something exceptional? He said, but I saw something like that first in my time in my life. This moron keeps laughing at me because he was a bit tight. So I says, take a photo. Stop. I will take a photo of you. So take it. But do you see this thing? Yes, I can see it over there against the sun. They asked, but didn't you think this whole affair with the object was something really rare? He answered, I'm telling you, I didn't pay much attention to it. It is only when I saw these crosses, I remembered what place I found myself in. Last question. Why only four pictures of the object? Why so few? Before he set up the camera, I was at the car, tinkering with it. And he was shooting me there. And how this thing was flying there. He saw it later, because I says, darn it, I don't care. I will fix the car and let's get out of here so that nobody hits me. And he was running around on the fields and taking pictures of this thing. That was weird. I know this guy's Polish. I don't know what a Polish accent sounds like. It just sounded like that in my head as I was reading the interview. I'm sorry if it hurt your ears. Did you notice that he didn't talk about the object very much? He kept dodging the question by bringing up the fact that they were in this black place where so many people died in car accidents. and There were little crosses and lights there. At one point, he mentioned that no other cars stopped. That means they didn't stall. Why not? If the two stalled because of the UFO, which was inferred, wouldn't it have also stalled more cars as they approached? The passenger, the one with the camera that was also a little tipsy, said he didn't want to talk about the incident. The Nautilus Foundation says that because he doesn't want to talk about it, then it must be true. If it was a hoax, then he would want to talk about it. Does that make sense to you? I understand what they're saying. I just don't believe that it proves that he's telling the truth. Let's talk about the pictures. Nautilus says that they are some of the best UFO pictures ever taken, or something like that. They talk about pixels and DPI and a bunch of technical stuff, and their comment is, it simply defies description. So, they interviewed the person who examined the pictures. They asked, in percentage, what are his bets that the photos are real? He says, 100%. He says, the witness was not capable of lying because of the type of man he was. He saw something that stopped two cars and was hovering around in place and had a shape of two bowls connected to the edges. It sounds like an X-Files type of movie scenario, but it really happened. They asked him, what is so mind-boggling about these pictures? He says, everything. We received phone calls saying that if they were real, the world has not seen anything like that. 
He goes on to talk about the credibility of the witness. He says that it took two weeks for them to convince the driver to come forward and talk to them about the event. And the passenger, even though he took some of the best UFO pictures in the world, it has zero value for him. He just wants to be left alone. He goes on to say that if they encounter a pushy person who has made some strange photos with no sensitivity, with full boorishness, he shows these pics to anyone at hand. They must treat such a man with, say, some distance. When asked if the black spot is any significance, he said, certainly. We have only begun collecting data and facts concerning the issue. But even now, we know that some very mysterious things have been happening here. And I do not only mean road accidents and the number of people killed. An example? Last year in the summer, a woman was driving out of a side road exactly at that spot. And suddenly, she lost her field of vision. The road signs all became blurred. She could, only, she could see nothing. She found herself on the road, the main one, and she, was, she claims that she lost a number of minutes from her life. And she was only very lucky that there were no other cars approaching. There are strange things happening here. And it's a straight road. It's really hard to find an explanation as to why accidents abound exactly there. They are real tragedies. In July last year, three people got killed there. A married couple from Warsaw and a citizen from Belarus. In a straight road. In broad daylight. At noon, they crash. Everybody dies. It is really unusual, but locals say that it is precisely there at the black spot that people lose consciousness for a while. According to Robert Bernatowicz, regarding the black spot, there are three possibilities. One, there is no connection at all between the black spot and the UFO. Two, this place has some sort of energy which makes people lose their consciousness and therefore get killed in accidents. And three, the object, or one like it, deprive people of consciousness. The third is the least credible. And there it is. We have a mysterious spot in Poland where a lot of unexplained accidents happen. A lot of people have died as a result of these accidents. That is irrefutable. We have these two men driving there, and their car dies, and they see a UFO. One of them takes pictures with his Olympus still camera. A van with Russian plates also stops because his van died. No other cars seem to be affected. Here's my problem with the pictures. The resolution is too good. If you're going to create a hoax, your pictures can't be that clear. You have to make them blurry so people can't really tell what they're looking at. The pictures are interesting. It really looks like they've captured a UFO. You can see it very clearly over this field. In some of the pictures, it is above the power lines, and in some, it's under. You can see the hood of the car in one picture, and you can see one of the men in the pictures looking up at the UFO. When you zoom in, it is very clear that what you are looking at is not a craft from a different planet. It is two mixing bowls somehow attached to one another at the rim. The question is, how did they get them up in the air? It doesn't look like it's suspended by fishing line, because 
it appears in different places, and there really isn't anything to suspend it from. My only guess would be that one of the men threw it up in the air, and the other took the picture. I have zero doubt that that is what I'm looking at. You can clearly see the flat part on the bottom of the bowl. I don't think an alien drone would have that flat part. I don't even think an alien drone would have a rim around it. What purpose would it serve? If a drone was round at all, it would just be a perfect sphere. This case has been covered on the Joe Rogan Show, and Mick West has also commented on it. There are also two men trying to debunk it, showing metal mixing bowls of various sizes, looking exactly like the photos. The Nautilus Foundation, which is the group that did the investigation, was established in 2001 by Mr. Robert Bernadowicz, a radio and TV journalist. After the first crop circles were discovered in Walatowo and the northern part of Poland, Look up the pictures for yourself. I've made up my mind, but you can decide for yourself. Here's what I think happened. The two men are driving back from the wedding party. Maybe there were some kids throwing this object across the road as a joke. The men stopped, probably bawled the kids out, and then got this crazy idea. They had this camera. They would take some pictures of this thing in the air. That is why one witness doesn't want to come forward. He probably can't talk about this with a straight face. I I could be completely wrong, but which story is more believable? Believe none of what you hear and half of what you read. If you like the show, I would like to encourage you to help support the show. You can help me out with just $3 a month. Just go to the website and click on support. I would really appreciate the help and would be happy to give you a shout out. Do you have a UFO story you'd like to share? Is there a UFO story you'd like for me to look into? Just send me an email at ufoandalienpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Rick Black, and I'll talk to you next time.